does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Hubler has it all. Hour number three, Indiana Sports Talk. 11 o'clock here in the Circle City. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Derek Schultz filling in for Bob Lovell. We've got James Adams here. We also have Eddie Garrison here, and he's got the latest from the update desk. Eddie, take it away. Thank you, Derek Schultz. Final hour together. It's been a pleasure working with you all summer, along with our producer, James Adams, and Jack Johnston in training with James and that network, Indiana Studio. Of course, the big story of the night, Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. That is per Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. Jim Ursay spoke to the media after talking with Jonathan Taylor for about an hour during Colts training camp. Here's what Ursay said about that conversation. It was just a, a good conversation, and, and uh, you know, we're just, uh, you know, hopeful and going forward, uh, you know, looking forward to a great season, hoping, you know, hoping Jonathan's a big part of that. And, and so um, I think we had a good conversation, and, you know, like I said, on where we go, and we're, we're looking forward to, um, you know, really having, um, uh, you know, hopefully Jonathan there. Um, excited and healthy. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Now, per Josina Anderson, she was told they init- that the initial trade request for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor was actually made on his behalf to general manager Chris Ballard a few days ago. And once that statement became public regarding Jonathan Taylor's request out of Indianapolis, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, texted Albert Breer, and he said that they are not trading Jonathan Taylor now or in October, which sets up a very long, long way to go until the start of the regular season for the Indianapolis Colts. And you have to remember, a first-year head coach is at the helm in Shane Steichen. A lot to handle, but he's managing it. Um, I'm really pleased with Zach and those guys and, and Evan and Dion. I mean, and, uh, and, and, and Xavier. I mean, all those guys are coming together. Uh, they're, they're all doing a really nice job. That was Steichen talking about the running backs who have been filling in for Jonathan Taylor. Remind Last year, Zach Moss started the final four games of the regular season while Jonathan Taylor was out as he was recovering from an ankle injury. He eventually had offseason ankle surgery. He amassed 334 yards in those four games and an average of 4.8 yards per carry. The big story on the positive side of things, though, for Indianapolis is that Shaquille Leonard has been back at practice all week and he's now strung together three consecutive practices. I mean, I'm so excited for him to be back. Just the energy he brings. I mean, you can feel it at practice. You know, a veteran leader like that who's a high-profile player and just having him back on the field, I mean, I'm so happy for him. You know, what he's went through. I I remember walking through in the spring. He was in there at 5 a.m. grinding, getting his body right every single day. And for for him to do what he's doing,
doing right now back on this field is really awesome to see. Of course, reminder that Shaq Leonard missed essentially all of last season after recovering from offseason back surgery. The Colts are next in action on Monday from the Grand Park Sports Campus in Westfield with a full padded practice Monday morning, according to Shane Steichen. MLB news today. The trade deadline is fastly approaching. It is on Tuesday, but there was a big trade made today involving the Texas Rangers and the New York Mets. Max Scherzer, he will be going from the Rangers to the Mets and going to the Mets in that trade. 21 shortstop, 21-year-old shortstop, Luis Angel Acuna. He is the brother of Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, worth noting, with this trade, Max Scherzer exercised his player option in 2024, so he will be with the Rangers for the remainder of this season and next season. And financial speaking, the Mets are paying $35 million left of Scherzer's salary, and the Rangers will pay $22.5 million. Going on right now are the Reds and the Diamondbacks, and after tying it up in the top half of the sixth inning, the Dodgers answer with another run. Max Muncy, he is responsible for all three runs for the Dodgers. Two-run home run in the bottom of the first inning and then a solo home run in the bottom of the sixth that has the Dodgers ahead 3-2. to two. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Thanks, Eddie Garrison, for that great update. Last five-minuter. Five-minute. I don't know how to say that. Five-minuter, I guess? Five-minute five, five minute update? Or I don't know. Let me just start that over. 3-2-1. Hi, welcome back. It's Indiana Sports Soccer Network, Indiana. Thanks to Eddie Garrison for that great update. My name is Derek Schultz. Also, James Adams here uh, producing the show tonight, making sure our signal gets to you. We appreciate you tuning in from wherever you are throughout our great network of Network Indiana affiliates across the amazing state of Indiana. My, uh, well, it's not my day job, I guess. Uh, My day job is with Purdue University, but my other jobs, plural, uh, have to do with um, radio and uh, media, just kind of in general, some writing that's in there too. Um, and Jake Query and I, who is the the morning show host here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan and was a long-term cohort of mine in the afternoons on the old 1260 AM here in Indianapolis, uh, he and I still do a show once a week. Aquarian Schultz is what we call it, which is what it was previously called as well. Monday night, 730, ISC Sports Network, and you can see it on our YouTube channel, podcast, all that stuff. Um, Shameless plug there. But I still post things on our pages to just kind of get the reaction from listeners and, and from viewers, fans, whatever many of whom obviously are Colts fans, right? It's an Indianapolis sports show and and you get Indianapolis sports fans who listen and watch Indianapolis sports shows. So I was just curious what people thought. This was posted an hour ago on our page. What should the Colts do from here with the Jonathan Taylor situation? And just in general, how do you feel about it? This from Joshua. Uh, I think his agent needs to be traded. <laughs> this from Bob. I think it's clear that he's not extending – uh, the move to make is a trade for whatever the running back market bears. So if he's not going to sign, the Colts might as well trade him and get what they can. This from Anthony. Uh, so the Colts owner is refusing to pay his best player good money. Maybe he needs to stop spending money on collector items and pay his players. Yeah, I, I have seen some Ursay blowback, but outside of saying a few things that he probably should have kept private, I don't think that Ursay has necessarily mishandled this situation. I don't think that what he has said has helped things. But 
really, we're here today, and this is not me caping for the Colts. Um, I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> Generally speaking, I, I don't cape for the Colts. You know, if they do something that deserves criticism, I, I criticize them. I, I've got no skin in the game here. I, I, I have no conflicts of interest. Colts do something stupid, I'm going to say that it's stupid. If the Colts do something smart, I can say that it's smart. I have complete freedom to do that. But with where we sit today, this is a situation that has been precipitated by Jonathan Taylor and his agent. Point blank, period. That's why we're here. We're not here because of something Jim Irsay said. We're not here because of something the Colts did or Chris Ballard did or didn't do. We're here because this is the the decision and the play that Jonathan Taylor and his camp made. Now, we don't know what he demanded. And if you want to be critical of the Colts, maybe you can criticize the fact that it is not uncommon for them to extend players with a year left on their deal. That's what they've done with some of their other frontline players. It is also not uncommon of them to hand out lucrative extensions to players at non-impact positions. They did it with Quentin Nelson. They did it with Braden Smith. You know, if you want to say that off-ball linebacker is not an impact position, they did it with Shaquille Leonard. So I'm sure Taylor saw that, or his agent has seen that, and has said, look, man, they're not treating you right. Because they did it with these guys, they're not doing it with you. But I, I just feel like this situation with where we are with the running back market is unique. I, I can't compare it to a contract extension that they gave a guard or, or any other position. The running back market has cratered. You know, running backs right now are tube TVs. They're flip phones. Hell, they're rotary phones. It's just not what you need to win at a high level in today's NFL. And that's not just here. And that's not just in the AFC South. That's everywhere. This is the market everywhere. No one is handing out big money deals to running backs. And if you want to say Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's a bit of a unicorn. He he's like a hybrid running back receiver. That that dude's different. That's a different cat altogether. I don't think that's comparable to this situation. So it's Taylor, it's his agent, and it's the market. That the combination of those things are why we're here today. I don't think that's the Colts doing. And that's not me defending the Colts. I think that's just reality. More thoughts on this hot button issue when we return. Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's highlight some of the minor league baseball scores that have gone final today. The Indianapolis Indians and the Louisville Bats, 6-3 win for the Tribe. Howard Kelman, the longtime voice of the Indianapolis Indians, joined the program earlier. You can catch that podcast later or that conversation on the podcast later ortiz went five innings he struck out eight for the indians who are now 47 and 53 the bats are 53 and 46 right now the tribe have a three games to two advantage with the series wrapping up 
tomorrow evening. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps fall to the West Michigan Whitecaps 8-5 to tonight. The West Michigan Whitecaps scored seven of their eight runs between two innings. They scored three in the sixth and four in the eighth. The Tribe did have, or the Whitecaps were trailing 4-1 to at one point before going ahead 4-3 to and then the Tin Caps tied it in the top of the eighth before the Whitecaps responded with four and the bottom of the eighth, Fort Wayne is now 49 and 46, West Michigan 45 and 49. They will also wrap up their series tomorrow afternoon, much like the Peoria Chiefs and the South Bend Cubs. The Cubs lose tonight to the Peoria Chiefs, 7 2 final score. All runs for the Cubs came in the top of the ninth inning. So when their backs were against the wall, they tried to amount a comeback, but they were unable to. 7 2 final Cubs, 43 and 51. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Thanks so much for joining us on this lovely summer Saturday night, the final Saturday night in the month of July. It's Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana, filling in for Bob Lovell. My name is Derek Schultz. James Adams is here. Eddie Garrison is here. And we appreciate you being here tonight and spending your Saturday night, or at least a portion of it, with us. Uh, We've talked to Greg Rakestraw. We've talked to John Herrick, um, Howard Kelman throughout tonight's show but really the the topic du jour has been the jonathan taylor uh devolving jonathan taylor situation which i i I guess hit a new low high however you want to put it with a trade request which dropped within an hour before we took the air tonight at 9 30 so that talk has really just kind of dominated the show here and uh, here we are with the Colts and, and not really knowing what the next move is going to be for either party. Uh, there are a couple of options on the table here. The Colts could do everything within their power right now to try to, I, I guess, uh, accommodate this request from Jonathan Taylor and his camp to trade him. So talk to other teams and see what is out there for him. I I don't think there's much. The problem that Taylor is running into in this situation here is that now, you know, you, you go from a situation where you're asking a team to pay you. We don't know exactly what he was asking for, but he, he was asking for, let's say, somewhere north of the the Saquon Barkley range. I, I I think he probably wanted 14, 15, 16, somewhere in that range, which I don't think the Colts are going to do, and I, I think it's right for them not to do that. So he doesn't get what he wants, which is a contract offer, I guess, period, from the Colts. So he decides, okay, If they're not going to give me what I want, then this is what I want. I want a team to give me what the Colts were unwilling to give me, plus give up capital, draft picks, players, to trade for me. So, (laughs) Taylor wants something that teams aren't giving out right now which are lucrative long-term running back extensions. He doesn't get it, and his play is to force somebody to give him a lucrative long-term contract extension. Hey, let's also have them give up draft picks and players. 
when you start deconstructing this here, you realize how precarious of a position Taylor and his camp have put themselves in. I I, I hate speaking in absolutes. I I never want to say never, especially in sports. Sports, you never say never, right? It's not just a cliche. It's true. Crazy, weird, off-the-wall stuff happens. There are 32 teams in the NFL. It only takes one to do something really stupid. But with what we've seen this summer, with how the Saquon Barkley thing played out with the Giants, Dalvin Cook getting released by the Vikings, Joe Mixon playing, taking a pay cut just to stay in Cincinnati, with how we've seen this stuff play out this offseason, do any of you really think rational, smart human beings who listen to Indiana Sports Talk here at Network Indiana, do any of you actually think that a team is going to give up real, significant capital and then give a highly paid, long-term extension to Jonathan Taylor? I mean, the answer to that, guys, is no, right? (laughs) No, of course not. Of course nobody's going to give that up. And if they don't think that they can extend Taylor, why would they give up anything at all? Even if you're a shark right now and you smell blood in the water and you need a running back and you're thinking, hey, the Colts are in a tough spot here. Let's take advantage. You still got to pay this dude. You're not going to do that for a rental. You're not going to do that for a one-year guy. So that's a real problem. I, I hate when guys get bad advice, and, and I, I just can't, adding all of this up, I, I just can't think of a scenario where Jonathan Taylor is doing the right thing here and, and, and getting good advice. I, I don't think this is the play. You know, we're all human. If, if you feel disrespected, if you're angry, I get it. I get him feeling that way when he saw that Quint Nelson got extended, with Brain Smith got extended, these guys in non-impact positions that weren't, uh, you know, that got extended before their contract ended. They didn't have to extend them. They did. I can understand there being hurt feelings there. But he's in a situation where, God, there's just, he has no leverage. Like, he has negative leverage right now. Because he's under contract. That's the other thing. So he's got to eat fines. I I just think he's he's really, he's definitely cost himself some PR, but I, I think he's going to end up costing himself some money here. I just don't think that he's getting the right advice. And, and it just reminds me a lot of the Victor Oladipo situation with him turning down that extension from the Pacers if he got one. That was the report that he was offered one. And it was less than what he wanted. He wanted the max at the time. He didn't get it. And he cost himself tens of millions of dollars because the injury happened after that. And, you know, the rest is history. Victor Oladipo uh, became kind of a footnote. And it sucks because at one time here, he was hugely popular 
And at one time, he was a great player. And I think he ended up listening to the wrong people. That doesn't make him a bad guy. It just makes him a guy that cost himself a lot of money. Now, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a long NFL career for all intents and purposes, you would think. There's no reason not to think, you know, barring some sort of catastrophic injury. There's no reason not to think that, whether that's here, whether that's somewhere else. But I I fully believe that the Colts were more than willing, and and maybe they still are, even after all of this, more than willing to give him a fair, and I underline that term fair, extension. And by fair, I don't mean paying him to pay him. Well, pony up. He's the best player on the Colts, so give him whatever he wants. No, man, that, that's not how this works. It, it's a business. <laughs> that's not how this works. You don't just pay Jonathan Taylor $60 million a year because, oh, well, he's earned it. Eh. The market doesn't say that he's earned it. I think there's a middle ground between being cold-hearted and abrasive as an owner or a general manager or an organization and being savvy, right? Because you're dealing with human beings here and you're dealing with egos more than anything else here. So you want to make sure that you placate people and and you placate people by, you know, money is the language that speaks. You are valued. We care about you. We need you. But there's no reason for the Colts to overpay here. None. Especially with the market the way that it is. The Colts are in the catbird seat, and they know that. Now, that doesn't mean that you squeeze Taylor here, that you turn the screws on him, but I don't think the Colts were necessarily doing that. I just don't know that if Taylor and his camp were being realistic about their expectations. And over the last week or so, things have gotten worse and worse and worse, and now maybe we've reached the point of no return. It's sad. We're going to rack the big headlines of the day besides Taylor coming up later on in the hour and more on the cold situation. We return. It's Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Big news today in Major League Baseball. A train has been complete. The New York Mets are acquiring Luis Angel Acuna from the Texas Rangers. Luis Angel Acuna is the third overall prospect in the Rangers organization. The Rangers are sending Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers. He has exercised his his 2024 player option, meaning he'll be with the Rangers through the rest of this season and next year. The big part about this that helps Texas is the fact that the Mets will pay $35 million of Scherzer's remaining salary in the Mets, and the Rangers will only have to pay $22.5 million. John Morosi of MLB Network reporting that Jordan Montgomery, the left-handed pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, a trade is becoming, quote, increasingly likely with the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Baltimore Orioles as potential suitors who have been calling St. Louis with the last couple of days. Speaking of the Cardinals... 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. They are in action right now in Bush Stadium, and they are trailing the Chicago Cubs 5-1 to one as they are down to their final out. Offensively, let's take a look at the Chicago Cubs. Two home runs in this game, one in the third inning, one in the fourth inning. Both two-run homers, Ian Happ with the two-run home run, Young Gomes with the two-run home run, and Mike Talkman had an RBI double as the Cubs defeat the Cardinals tonight 5-1. to one. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. It's Indiana Sports Talk here on Network Indiana. I'm your host, Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us. Halfway through hour number three as we're with you until midnight here on the flagship 93.5107.5, The Fan in Indianapolis and on affiliates across the great state of Indiana. Big news today, uh, Jonathan Taylor and the Trade demand, one of, if not the most popular cult with where we sit today. Um, Probably pound for pound, you see the 28 jersey more than any of the other jerseys that you see around town. And, you know, I kind of said this with Greg Rakestraw, who joined us uh, about an hour ago, but I I really feel this way. Uh, it, It sucks for the fans. It sucks for the fans to have to go through something like this because here's a player that you, maybe you bought a jersey of or, um, you know, you thought, hey, this is a guy that's going to be here for a long time. And then you realize that perhaps that's not the case. And maybe he's not going to be here for a really long time because this is how these things go. A, a contract happens. They don't like it. Um, a, a contract negotiation happens. One party doesn't like the way that it's going. And um, it devolves into a, a situation where one is demanding a trade. So just because a trade is demanded doesn't mean that the Colts have to accommodate that trade. And it doesn't sound like, from the looks of it, from what Jim Irsay has said publicly tonight, that the Colts are are interested in accommodating that at all. Uh, shooting that down and saying that Jonathan Taylor won't be traded, that's what he told Albert Breer. And frankly, uh, that is their prerogative. They, they do not have to trade him. They don't have to do anything. Colts don't have to extend him. Colts don't have to trade him. Colts can just sit him. You know, Jonathan Taylor doesn't have to play football in 2023 if he doesn't want to and the Colts don't want him to. You know, that's a, that's a fight that if, if they really want to draw this out and, and have this get nasty, both sides, Colts and Taylor in his camp, um, it can get nasty. It can get as nasty as they want. Now, I don't think the Colts want that. Um, but as we've seen in this situation, they don't have a lot of control over what the player and his representative are doing and and what they are trying to orchestrate. But I think deep down, Taylor's agent and, and Taylor's camp and Taylor himself know that probably the worst thing for his value is to be, let's say hypothetically that uh, he doesn't play this year. He sits out with a trade demand. He pays the fines. I don't think that's going to happen. But let, let's just say, let's let's play out that situation. And the Colts say, okay, we're not trading you. And it's Zach Moss and Evan Hull and and, and you know anybody else that they got there running back. 
I don't think it behooves Taylor at all to be two years removed when he enters back into the market that 21 season and has basically a half a season of healthy football in the last two years where he's been on the field and been productive. That doesn't help anything. He'll be 25 at that point, which isn't ancient by any means, but that doesn't help the situation. The other thing too here is that while Taylor is really good, Jonathan Taylor isn't the best running back in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor isn't some like otherworldly Hall of Fame level guy. At least not yet. Taylor was really good the second half of his rookie year, and he was really great in 21. But so far, that's the sample size. A year and a half. That's it. So I, I think sometimes, especially when you're here in the market, you you overrate your own. And Taylor here might be viewed as one of the two or three best running backs in the league. I don't know if he's viewed that way everywhere. In fact, I think it was a pro football focus. Somebody came out with a top 10 running backs rankings and didn't even have Taylor on it. <laughs> Which I think is a stretch. Look, I, I, I think he's absolutely a top 10 running back. And he'd probably be a top five running back on my personal list. But, you know, to say that he's some like, you know, transcendent running back. To, nah. Nah. There, there's really no such thing anymore. There's no such thing because we don't really build teams around those guys. We're not building teams around Walter Payton or Barry Sanders uh, any longer. That's just not how this position works. You know, as I mentioned very early in the show, the, the strategy for NFL teams lately with running backs has been draft them. If they're really good, tag them when they're done with their rookie contract. Dump them. Because the teams that haven't done that, the ones that have given out high dollar extensions are the ones that have paid for it. Like look at the Cowboys in the Ezekiel Elliott situation. You pay him and then he he craters and then that's it. Because the shelf life just isn't very long. By the time these guys are 27, 28, they're donezo. That's it. You know, Frank Gore, <laughs> that is the exception, not the rule. That's the unicorn. That's not what you're used to seeing in this league anymore. So I don't want to be too in the moment here. Um, I, as quickly as things got bad for the Colts, I, I think they could just as as well get good. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe Chris Bauer to pick up the phone tonight and then say, "Hey, uh, here's the extension, and we think this is fair for us. This is fair for you." And Taylor and his agent suddenly go for. I don't think that's going to happen, but. You know, I don't want to write anything off here. The best play for all parties involved is for Jonathan Taylor to be a Colt in 2023. That is the best thing for the Colts. That is the best thing for Jonathan Taylor. So that's what I'll kind of hold on hope to. Maybe that realization will come into focus for both of those parties over the next couple of weeks. But I'd be lying to you if before August 1st, I thought we'd be having these conversations. I, I just, this all came out of nowhere. 
Uh, I'm just I'm shocked that within a week that we're here and trade demands are already being made. Uh, other things that we've been talking about today, or I guess other headlines to kind of keep you abreast of here, uh, the Colts did actually play football tonight. They held their first night practice of the 2023 training camp season in Westfield. It was a sold-out crowd. Um, a great night in Westfield, a little bit of a surreal night as obviously this this cloud with the Taylor situation was kind of hanging over everything. Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew split time with the ones so if you're one of those who is keeping tabs on who's with the ones how much are they with the ones as far as the Colts quarterback situation is concerned um, it was split between those two I still think that barring something unforeseen Anthony Richardson is going to be your starter week one because I think that's what Shane Steichen wants I think that's what everybody wants but especially I think that's what the new head coach wants and ultimately, that's going to be his call. I, I can't imagine that Jim Irsay or Chris Boward would get in the way of that. Uh, I, I think that they're going to let their coach make that decision. And I think Steichen's decision is Richardson needs to play. He needs the reps. He's going to play week one. Uh, trade deadline approaching the Mets have agreed to send Max Scherzer to the Rangers for one of those one of their top prospects in fact it's Ronald Acuna's brother so Scherzer who uh, wasn't great this season certainly wasn't bad but wasn't great this season um, off to Texas and the Mets really officially waving the white flag on what's just been a a season that's never really gotten off the ground for them. They started poorly, and they've never really recovered for a team with a $350 million payroll. Indiana Fever hosting the Seattle Storm 4 p.m. tomorrow. They've lost three straight and 11 of 12, but really this season more than about wins and losses. It's about just making progress, building something, moving forward after years of backtracking into the WNBA's worst franchise the last couple of years. So I think you've at least had some hope if you're a Fever fan this year. And then the Tribe knock off Louisville 6-3. Alley Cats beat Chicago in the AUDL playoffs. They are moving on to a matchup against East Division winner Minnesota in two weeks. We'll wrap up the show. Plenty more to get to. Last 20 minutes. Indiana Sports Talk Network, Indiana. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates... I'm Eddie Garrison. Final update of the night, so let's recap all the scores from today. Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals have just gone final. The Cubs are victorious for the eighth consecutive game, and they are over 500 by two games now. They are 53-51 and 51 after defeating the Cardinals. 5-1, to one, Mike Talkman, three hits today. Ian Happ had a home run, and so did Jan Gomes. Jason Tyone. Jamison Tyone picked up his fifth win after going six innings of one-run baseball. Cubs 53-51. and 51. St. Louis Cardinals are 46-60. and 60. Cubs will go for the four-game series sweep tomorrow afternoon. Cincinnati Reds lose to Max Muncy 3-2. Max Muncy drove in all three runs. He hit two home runs. Those were the only two hits that the Dodgers had as well in this one. Luke Weaver charged with the loss, his second loss on the campaign. 
He went six innings. Reds scored both of their runs in the top of the sixth. They are now 57-48. and 48. This afternoon, the Detroit Tigers defeated the Miami Marlins and shut out variety. Five to nothing. Riley Green and Akil Badu each hit home runs. Badu a three-run home run. Riley Green a solo homer. Tigers 11 games under 547 and 58. The Cleveland Guardians lose to the Chicago White Sox today, 7-2. White Sox, 20 games under 500, 43-63. Tim Anderson with his first homer of the year. Guardians are 52-53. and 53. Indianapolis Indians defeat the Bats, 6-3. Tin Caps lose to the Whitecaps, 8-5. And the South Bend Cubs lose to the Chiefs, 7-2. Welcome back. It's Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana, filling in for Bob Lovell. Final fill-in of the summer as the coach returns next week. My name is Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for making us a part of your Saturday night. The South Bend Cubs fall in Peoria 7-2, and the voice of the Cubs, Brendan King, on to join us. And Brendan, man, I, I can't think of anything else that we would talk about tonight besides just the South Bend Cubs been kind of a quiet night for Indianapolis sports no yeah super quiet Derek thanks for having me and yeah I mean you gotta love when you're in the fifth inning and you get a phone <laughs> notification and it's what the notification said I mean I didn't know what to do with but you know I was in the middle of calling pitches and and uh, the Jonathan Taylor news comes up so that was a little bit of a distraction thankfully the inning ended shortly after and I got to read what was going on it's been seemingly a crazy day yeah and just really a crazy week I mean you tell me how you feel about this it's not that I'm necessarily surprised that we're here I'm just surprised how quickly we got here because I felt like a week ago the discussion still was hey the Colts gonna you know extend Jonathan Taylor before camp ends and and suddenly you go from that to six days later oh my god he's demanding a trade (laughs) yeah it feels like the classic relationship where everything seems fine on social media, but behind the scenes, it's just ugly. And maybe there's some stuff we still don't know, but man, I feel like it happened really quick, Derek. I mean, this feels quicker than the Victor Oladipo stuff to kind of connect to an old unhappy situation. I I feel like the Victor Oladipo stuff was stretched out over a while. And I mean, people, Victor Oladipo played for Nate Bjorkren too. It wasn't long, but he was involved in that year. You know, JT all of a sudden has gone from anchor of this organization and maybe a future Ring of Honor member to he might be out of town. And, and the stuff on Twitter with his agent and Jim Irsay, I mean, Derek, that's just ugly, man. And I, no organization wants any part of that. So it's shocking. Yeah, you never want to have that stuff kind of aired out for everybody to see. But I, I, I guess what we don't know, what the big unanswered question here is what do Taylor and his camp want? Because if they want to reset the running back market, not only is that not happening here, that's not happening anywhere. I mean, if he wants Christian McCaffrey money, then I don't think anybody's going to give him that. So what I'm worried about here, BK, is that he might just not be getting the right advice because I'm worried that his agent's making promises that he can't keep. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that it's happening to JT because he always seemingly felt like the athlete that wasn't the norm where – he was smart, he was personable, and he was connectable. I mean, how Derek, last year he kept things positive every single time Kevin Bowen or anybody went to go chat at his locker. It wasn't, yeah. oh, we stick. I mean, they were in the middle of a horrible season, but, man, he kept the positivity. So whatever he has gotten in the last six months, uh, it's like a cancer right now, it, it feels like, because as you said, 
uh, it's not going to be a grass is greener situation anywhere else. I mean, I'm sure teams out there would love to have him, but it's not going to be the cash. So I was reading Greg Doyle's column in the start of night and the fact that the same agent got Shaq Leonard, $99 million. Well, that's the linebacker market. Uh, the running back market, that's a completely different spectrum. It's like if you're looking at the stock market. It's the difference between trading real estate and trading computer technology. It's two separate uh, parts of the stock market and two separate positions on the football field. And now you're going to ask teams to give up draft picks or players just to get him yeah. and then to pay him, which is it just feels like it's a, a pipe dream here with with how they've they've handled the situation. Uh, and my issue too, and my well, my concern more so, Derek, is that this does not feel like the ugliest it's going to get either. No, good point. Uh, right? I mean, camp's just starting. Uh, Ursay, I saw he talked with the media at his golf cart today. Uh, it just feels like, Derek, this is a water slide with all kinds of twists and turns, and it's going to be a long time before you hit the water. Yeah, this is the water slide where you're going to walk off and you're going to have the big red mark and skin peeling on your back yeah. as opposed to the fun, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? the fun water slides. Uh, Brendan, appreciate it as always, my man. We'll keep an eye on the situation and also keep an eye on those cubbies up there in South Bend. Thanks for calling in. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Back of first right now, the South Bend Cubs. So let's do it. <laughs> it's our buddy Brendan King. Back to wrap things up next. Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. Back for a final time tonight on Indiana Sports Talk, Network Indiana. Thanks once again to Eddie Garrison, who is all done with the updates for tonight. And appreciate James Adams for producing. My name is Derek Schultz. Final couple minutes uh, of filling in before Bob Lovell returns. So the... The big man in the big chair comes back on Friday nights to start season number 30, as it'll already be August. This is hard to believe. I have a six-year-old, and maybe having kids the summer, I think, goes even faster. I don't know how that's possible, but it just feels just bang, bang, quick. I, you know, IPS is already back in school. I know some of the donut counties, I think Brownsburg, some others entered school last week. I think Carmel and some others go back this week. So um, the new school year is here and it's just, uh, it's crazy to think that high school football is uh, quickly following right around the corner as fewer than two weeks from tonight, or excuse me, fewer than three weeks from tonight will be the start of a brand new high school football season. But Bob Lovell will be here uh, entering his 30th season to bring you all of the scores and analysis recaps highlights coach interviews everything that you've come to know expect and love here from network indiana and, and indiana sports talk every friday and saturday night during the fall uh, final rundown of the headlines you know by now jonathan taylor demanding a trade jim ursay saying that the colts absolutely will not trade jonathan taylor so now excuse me we'll see what the future the immediate future holds for both parties um What's going to happen next could be nothing, but even if nothing happens, 
something is going to happen behind the scenes here. And clearly from what we've seen this week, neither of these parties are camera or microphone shy. Whether it be Jonathan Taylor and his agent, Malachi Kawa, or Jim Mersey. <laughs> we've known that for about Jim Mersey. Stick a microphone in his face, Jim Mersey is going to tell you uh, exactly what he thinks. Uh, that's that's him. That's him to a T. That's never going to change. Uh, other headlines today, Max Scherzer moving on to the Texas Rangers from the New York Mets. So one of the biggest trade acquisitions so far is we're just a couple of days away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline, and the Texas Rangers feel like they want to go for it, which is, which is great. I, I was against the expanded playoffs, and I, I still am. I like the exclusivity, the previous prior, I should say, exclusivity of the Major League Baseball playoffs, but if there is one advantage of that, it's that more teams feel like they're buyers because more teams feel like they're in it. So they're going to try to compete, and that's what Texas is doing right now. Indiana Fever back in action tomorrow, 4 p.m. against Seattle. Indians also have a home game, 135 tomorrow afternoon against Louisville. They were 6-3 winners over the bats tonight. The Indy Alley Cats will have to wait two weeks before they resume. They'll take on Minnesota in the AUDL playoffs a lot of people that i want to thank um everyone here at uh urban one and network indiana for letting me fill in you know coach bob level for letting me fill in all summer long when i did and all the fill-in hosts i thought did a great job jimmy cook brandon king everyone that called in everyone that played a hand in the success of the show really really appreciate it until next time i'm Derek schultz hope you enjoyed it enjoy the rest of your weekend as well this has been indiana sports talk on network indiana see ya